Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now, here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons, or as I like to say, Nina Dixon, Brian just follows. Let it rip. This is true. This is my world. (laughs) You're just in it. That's right. And do what I tell you to do. That's right. Right? Just kidding. Hi, guys. Glad to have you guys back. And if anyone's new to our show, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Thank you for giving our podcast a chance. Let's do a little recap. I feel like we haven't really been sharing privately like what we're doing. Um, Except that you do it every single week, but let's go ahead. Kind of, sort of, I do, but you know, some things I can't talk about. So this week was... Actually, major for me. I finalized a lot of content for our new site that's coming out. I haven't talked much about that because I'm kind of waiting for a little bit more progress, but we will have a new website coming in early 2020. Mm-hmm. And I won't say any more than that about the website. We did a photo shoot around it, whatnot. It was a lot of fun, but it takes months and months of work to like get this stuff up and going, you know? So that's going well. Um, I put up a tree this week, earlier, earlier this week. Looks good. By myself. Yeah. With no help. Yeah from you that's right and it looks gorgeous i'm on the grind all day long yeah i'm super proud of it oh please (laughs) i'm on the grind while you're hanging up trees no uh uh-uh don't even start that started my christmas shopping and a couple exciting things happened this week but the major one that really helped me stop and think about this podcast and you and i talked about it afterwards too was the impact that even if we have like one tiny impact in someone's life with this podcast and several different thoughts are coming through my head when I did this this week late this week we met with a podcast listener of ours and first of all I'm very grateful that she took the time to reach out to us we're always open to meeting people who are listening to us or like talking with you guys emailing back and forth like we do this for that connection it's a network of people you know that's what we do this for and we met with her and like this one hour turned into an hour and a half and it was just like a you know just a really really great conversation um brian was there with me as well and it just made me feel i remember being in the moment listening to her and just thinking like this is why we started this podcast in the first place you know like we wanted a more we didn't want a middleman we kind of wanted to connect with people like now you know like instantly and you know this podcast helps us do that because the podcast reaches so many people it's audio right it just like people in china are listening to us people in korea and india and st louis and philadelphia anywhere you are and so i'm really appreciative when people reach out like that and just so other listeners know brian and i will always do our best to say yes when it comes to meeting you guys or speaking with you or hearing your thoughts she had a bunch of questions for us and that for us and they were so they were so deep and like well thought out, which is the kind of stuff you and I like, you know? Something I think is interesting about the podcast avenue from a media perspective is, like you mentioned, the ability to connect with people worldwide that you may have never met otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to give you another example, we have another awesome podcast listener that's purchased our book in the past. And I feel like our connection with her has been really valuable. Well, and, she's and- been following us and messaging me back and forth way before the podcast yeah i mean I've, I've like quote unquote known her for like three years now yeah and so this per- particular person is based in mongolia mm-hmm. and she basically learned about us through instagram got our book launched the podcast listens to every episode gives us awesome feedback and we're so grateful that it's so valuable for her and um you know just being able to connect with people like that and being able to share ideas and you know, create content that others, regardless where they are in the world, are interested in and find valuable is really why we're doing this. So we're super happy that we're able to connect with these people like that uh, yeah. all across the globe. And I'm not saying that the like when I when we started, right, we didn't know what we were doing. And I was doing it for myself, basically, to get better at something that I'm not good at. And in doing so, though, I didn't realize the impact that it would end up having. Like when this this girl from Mongolia, particularly, like she's messaged me things that she has done that we have talked about on the podcast or things that she has been inspired to do based on people in our own families, you know, and, and that's I just think, an incredible, that's just an incredible, um, 
piece of information that when she shares that with me or Brian, it makes us feel like, okay, we're doing something good in the world. Well, I think what's interesting about it too is that we've learned a lot of these principles ourselves Mm -hmm. and right. And that's why we wrote the book. That's why we put out the podcast about these things that for us have worked so well in our lives. And then when we're able to share these things and we actually see people take tactical steps and try to implement these things that we've learned and then we get feedback for them that it worked for them too. It's really, really cool to see that network effect of value. Yeah. And to be just a little bit specific and I, cause I don't want to give away like her story and like her stuff. Um, but she actually made a vision board of something of someone particularly to achieve this one thing that this person had achieved on her board. And she like cut the person's head out and put her head on it. And long story short, she messaged me earlier this week and told me that that happened. Her dream came true, you know? And like, obviously she was like asking like a bunch of other questions, but I thought that that was really sweet because we, if there's one message around this podcast, aside from positivity and mindset and all that, it's manifestation. Like you can create the life that you want and we have the tools such as vision boards to do so. So that was pretty cool and unique. It was a big, um, it was a big week for me to like feel good about the podcast. I felt I also met another podcaster who um, very much aligned with how we think, especially in the legal field. I enjoyed talking with him. That was fun. And now we're just gearing up for 2020, I feel. A lot of like ideas are swirling in my head, a lot of like kind of like mental planning I'm doing. I haven't really put it to paper yet, but we've got the website going. I've got some product launches that I'm thinking about in like early 2021, probably. I'll probably spend all of 2020 working on them. Um, we're thinking about consolidating Brian's website and mine and kind of putting them together so that people could see holistically what it is that we do and offer to the world in terms of products and services. Because I get a lot of questions like, you know, uh, you know, what do you do besides the podcast? You know, like, how did you get where you are? Like, how do you make an income? And I, and I get those questions on Instagram. And so it's like I kind of want to be able to point people somewhere now. So we'll have that coming soon. I am potentially planning a trip to L.A. for a seminar, but that's not like you know, in stone yet, but I'm actually thinking about it. There's also one in Texas that I might do in August. We'll see. And we are also actively um, expanding the blockchain consulting side of our business full on. So if you or anybody that you know um, needs any kind of help in blockchain consulting, we're your go-to people. And what we mean by that is that if you're looking to build technology solutions in that space, everything from education to strategy to actually full-blown development where you're looking to have you know, coders basically build the products themselves. Uh, we have resources for all of that. So if anybody's interested in figuring out how to leverage that within their business, reach out and we could be helpful for that as well. Agreed. Um, a little bit, a little note on last week's episode. Last week's episode was about religion and spirituality, which I don't want to call them taboo topics, but they're not easy to discuss without offending people or like creating judgment around them you know but we try to do our best to just kind of like open a box and then just discuss it and let everybody else think what they want to think you know that's what this is all about however to my surprise I received a lot of positive message messages on my Instagram saying like they thought it was great that we pushed the envelope on our conversations that we had like the guts to talk about this stuff and put religion and spirituality in the same sentence in our podcast title and to those people I'm very very appreciative because when you guys do that it does give me encouragement when I'm trying to map out what we're going to talk about weeks in advance I'm always planning content for this so thank you for that and I really enjoyed hearing from some people I did ask some of my friends for feedback like did it sound too one-sided I wasn't trying to come off as one-sided and they said no it actually makes people want to be inquisitive you know the spiritual ones wanted to learn more about religions and the religious ones wanted to learn more about spirituality because they understood it as like there is just one underlying message so thank you to those of you who messaged me i really really appreciate it if you have not checked out that episode it's episode number 28 it was released last week i hope you guys like it on to today's topic okay it's december we are in our second week of this last month of 2019 and with a lot of stuff that happened this past week that was really positive for me, I was thinking of why don't we just take a moment to like step back and look at all the stuff that has occurred over the last year. And when I say we, I don't mean Brian and I, I mean everybody listening to like be able to reflect into your own lives as you're listening to this podcast like, hey, you know, when 2019 started or 2019 started, I was in this place and now I'm in like such a better place or this time last year, like 
XYZ sucked, you know, like, but now it's like really, really good. So I think it's important to really take time to kind of like daydream about things and, and look at it from a different perspective simply because, and I'm guilty of this too, it's hard. You're, you're always trying to chase the next moment, right? You got something, you made it, and then it's like you're on to the next thing. You never really take time to enjoy that thing that you actually really wanted at one point. You know, you really wanted this and you now have it, but you're not even enjoying it or acknowledging it because you're so busy chasing that next goal or that next thing that you don't have yet. So I think this month... It's going to be like a theme for me, I think, in my meditations, especially every single morning, just reminding myself that I'm here in the moment and things are a hundred times better than they were last last time. This la- They're better this year than they were l- last year. And I'm being like very honest with about that. Last year, we had a lot going on this time. It was the holidays. We had just gotten married. We came back from our honeymoon. We got a new dog <laughs> that Brian was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Um, we were pumping out stuff for Manifest Ventures. Like things were going at like full speed with like no stop ahead. And it was like crank time for us where people were like partying and enjoying the holidays. We weren't. We were like really cranking shit out. Um, I also started the podcast this time last year, which was a lot of work in and of itself. A lot of like, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you record? What do I want to use to record? There was a lot happening. And I was doing that in my free time in the evenings, you know? So a lot's come. It's come a long way. And I'm grateful for every every bit of it, to be honest. I'm, I'm talking a lot. Do you have anything to say? No, I'm just, you're doing good. I'm listening, yeah. Um, so to keep the theme going of this show, I wanted to like, you know, be motivating to people because I think holidays on the flip side can be kind of sad for some people, you know. And realistically, I know that some people who own their own businesses or have jobs, it's like you have like deadlines to meet, you have sales goals to meet, you have taxes to prepare. Companies are preparing taxes already, you know, for April and February. Things are happening at full speed and you have family obligations and Christmas parties. And in the midst of all of that, to stay grounded and centered at all times, I think is a very important craft that we should all work on so from a tactical perspective that could help people what would you say from your perspective nina is the top three things that have happened to you over the last year that are like positive that i'm grateful for interesting um oh well the first one is this podcast i'm coming up on a little over a year now Mm -hmm. it started as an idea it happened um and i'm grateful for everyone and everything that has happened with this podcast. Like looking back, I just have gratitude about everything. Mm -hmm. And I realized there was a lot of good lessons, not negative, like really, really good lessons along the way that I had to learn. With that being said, doing this podcast taught me that even though there may have been obstacles and hurdles that I've had to jump through and some tougher times, I learned that when I really want to do something, and this is for anybody listening, when you really want, to do something you're really passionate about something this is not to be taken lightly like you will figure out a way to do it you will focus on that and shut the noise of the world out completely and not care like you will not care about the numbers you will not care about the engagement you will not care about the money you will not care about what someone else is doing you literally will pull through and I think that's where I learned a lot this year that passion is is a big thing when you're doing something. It's a huge thing. Passion alone is what kept me recording. I have never missed an episode yet. And that's exactly what has kept me going. I'm not saying that if you miss an episode, you're a bad podcaster by any means. That's not what I'm saying. That was my own personal goal. And I have, you know, I've stuck by it and I'm grateful for that. And the podcast is on its own. You know, we don't record on Anchor anymore. We don't record on, you know, an external source. We do everything in-house. I edit it myself and I distribute it myself everywhere. So I've come a long way with that. That's definitely my number one thing that makes me happy when I think about it as December's closing. The second thing, and this is a bit like weird to admit, I would say, but I just thought of it, is that I have come a long way in my like fitness goals. And what I mean by that is I was... I really got into fitness probably in 2011, I would say, like weightlifting and this and that, not much cardio, but diet. I turned vegan back then. So I've been a vegan for almost 
eight, nine years now. So that all happened, but I have had a lot of learnings along the way. And I've had a lot of extremes along the way. And by extreme, I mean like juice fasts, like vegan diets, no drinking for two years. Like I have had all the stuff that I've done. And I would say in the last year, I have had a very balanced approach to life. I've enjoyed myself. I haven't let it control my life. I work out six to seven days a week still, but I've I'm like open to changing things. With that being said, I'm also one year into plank, which is a Legree method. It's like Pilates on steroids. And before that, before this last year, I was running like six miles a day outside. That's all I was doing. Nothing else. And I just realized that I don't need to be doing that all the time. You know, I weigh the same. I look the same. You know, it's not like I've put on any any weight. No, I look the same. All I had to do was just trust my body and intuitively eat, intuitively work out, intuitively feel good about myself. And that's for like men and women listening. You don't have to kill yourself at the gym. You really don't. Just be cognizant of what you're putting in your mouth, really. Um, it all comes down to your food choices. So that's something I'm very proud of. Um, I'm very comfortable and like okay with that in my life right now. The third thing I would say is at us, our life. We've been married for a year little over a year now. And has it been easy? Yeah. And I'm not even like, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being like, people are like, oh, you know, the first year marriage is the hardest and blah, 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 all this stuff. And I don't feel that way at all. I feel like I'm right where I need to be. I feel like I'm in a very good space. I feel very secure. I feel very physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, very secure. And when I feel secure, I have these like, moments of like I want I reach for more you know like I have no fear and so like I push myself more when I feel that way because I get like this boost of confidence and so I feel like you and I are in a very good place and that has funneled into one more thing this will be number four okay and then I'll stop I'll let you talk after that I would say I've come I've overcome a lot of fears this year a lot of them Um, and a lot of them are business related, I would say like work related. And in doing so, I have realized that I was my own biggest block. You know, it was my own mind and these own things that I created for myself. Because for for those of you who might not know, I I moved to St. Louis four years ago and I kind of had to recreate myself, you know, because I didn't want to practice law again. And so I was not planning. I was never planning on taking the Missouri bar. I'm only licensed in Pennsylvania And in doing that, I kind of had to branch out and like do different things. And I also realized that the old way of doing things is just way too archaic for me and I'm not interested in it. So I kind of took these new paths and that was very fearful for me. But with your help and your constant guidance, um, you've like kind of pushed me. And now I'm like, as 2020 is closing, I'm like, I'm so ready. Or sorry, 2019 is closing. I'm just like, let's go. You know, like I'm addicted to it now. Like, let's go. (laughs) So those are the four things for me that have happened this year on a professional and personal level that I feel really, really, really good about. And last year, I didn't have any of it. You know, like I was just starting. Mm-hmm. But 365 days. It a can lot, do a, a lot. A lot changes. It can do a lot. Yeah. How about you? What are three things that you can look back on the past year and that you're just like, wow. I think three things that have made a big impact. Um the podcast is definitely one. I think it's been a great outlet for us to talk about things that we find important. Mm-hmm. And we're learning that there's a lot of other people that find these things important also. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really cool. That's more of like a personal thing for me, even though it's like yeah. can turn into professional. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something that's been a lot of fun. And it's just a creative outlet to express the different things that, you know, we find impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, another two things, these are more on the business side of things. One is... We sold a digital asset company this year that we were working on for a bit. And I think it was in our best interest to do that at the time that we did because it really helped free up time and energy for us to focus on some other things. So that was a big thing for us. That happened at like the beginning of the year, right? No, no, no. Towards the, it was the beginning of the year. Um, And no, it was the summer. It was the summertime. But okay. So then the last thing for my three, I think was when I made a very firm, this happened around the same time that the digital asset company was sold. And I made a very firm decision about like my goals for the next 12 months from a a professional perspective. 
And I think when I did that, and I kind of, sometimes you need to take a step back when you're working on different things and you have to really say, okay, what do I want to focus on now? What's the most important thing I can test and push and put my energy towards over the next 12 months, regardless of anything else that's happening? And when you're doing several different things, that becomes challenging sometimes, you know, because you have a, a couple different things pulling your energy in different directions. And sometimes what occurs then is that you're not being great at any given thing. You're just being good at a couple, right? So my goal is always to be great at, at one thing. And then as time grows and you build more infrastructure around that, that's when you can start spanning out into other things and be great at more than one thing. And so that's how I look at a lot of things. And so I kind of made that decision. It's like, you know what? We just got rid of this company. We're going to cut the noise with the other stuff that's going on. And I really want to focus in this one direction from a business perspective. And when I did that, it's like this switch went off in me. And I had like more traction in terms of like where my energy was directed um, since that occurred over the last year that it just completely changed what I was doing on a daily basis for the better. And so it really helped redirect myself. And so what I would recommend to listeners, anybody that's in that scenario in terms of like you're trying to do a couple things and nothing's really working out well, like really decide what it is that you want more than anything and then direct all your energy that way and just cut the noise out with everything else. It'll be very impactful. Agreed. Very good. We shared like good things, right? Three or four good things that have really stuck out for us and that were impactful for us in a positive way over the last 365 days. But now if we really both you and I sit here and reflect, and I'm sure anybody listening can can attest to all this too, this isn't a downplay reality, right? And I'm sure that there have been really, really tough times too to get where anybody is today. And so as I look back, and you can think about this too, because I'm going to ask you after I'm done, there are there were some very, very hard days in this last year as well, like some really tough days. And by tough, I don't mean like, I can't, I can't say that like, I can't be ungrateful, you know, like it wasn't anything like major, but it was more emotionally related where, you know, what decisions should I make? Which way should I take this? You know, um, who should I get involved in this, um, business venture? Who should I not get involved in this business venture? Should I, or should I not do this? Should I have a website? You know, should we continue on with blockchain? Cause there were like so many questions throughout this year that both Brian and I have come up against time and time and time again where you're right to piggyback off your thing that it kind of forced us to like dig deeper, you know? And they only say like, you can only get out of things when you go through them. And I feel like we were forced to really just go through things just to like give you guys some sort of like frame of mind. Brian's 32 and I'm 31. You know, it's not like you're in your forties or fifties and are like established or that I am. And I completely recreated myself in the last four years. So I'm kind of starting from ground up too. And I think that we're so hard on ourselves or we were a couple times this year where, you know, it's true. It all worked out in the end, you know, and you, and you appreciate those hard times and you like, I look back and laugh like I really do. Like there were nights where Brian would wake up and be like, I didn't sleep last night. I just kept thinking about X, Y, Z, you know, and I'd be like, gosh, like I had to use CBD oil. Like I was like, I could not sleep either. Like my, my thoughts were running. And long story short, you don't have to downplay those things, but you also don't have to dwell on them and like be fearful of them. I look at those moments now that been there, done that, learned those lessons, off we go. But to get a little particular um, and specific, when we kind of pivoted both his goals and my goals this past year and executed on them pretty quickly. We didn't really sit around. We kind of like made decisions and went boom, boom, boom. What were some feelings or hurdles or obstacles that we've overcome? So this is an interesting question because I've had some things that I feel like I've overcome, but then I still got to work a lot personally, more on them yeah. personally. And what that is for me is when we've talked about this before, which is basically having the end game in mind and releasing the attachment of how that end game happens. And I think that's very challenging for a lot of people. And I struggle with that sometimes because fear of the unknown, the unknown path, the unknown path, not fear of the unknown result, but fear of the unknown path, I think is a good way to put it. And what I've learned is that 
like when we when I made the decision, I try to take as much action as possible to start going this direction, right? And so you're doing stuff, and so you don't have the fear about like what's going to happen in the short term because all your energy is dedicated in going to this thing, right? But you don't necessarily know if what you're doing is going to end up working or not, and you have to test out a lot of different things throughout that process. And so it's it's more around you're doing something for so much time and then nothing, you're not having any results there. So you got to sit back and analyze that and say, do I keep going the same direction? Do I shift a little bit and move in a slightly different direction that could get me to the desired outcome? So that's something that's been, it's been good because I've been able to really gun it in different areas. So I've been executing on that, but at the same time, it's been challenging because you still don't know exactly what path it's going to end up being. And in my experience, usually there's no planned path for a lot of things like something always happens that's so out of left field that you can never predict that ends up getting you to your desired result that it's it it just shows you that like you have to take action somewhere right but at the same time you can't have any worry or fear about how you get to that desired outcome and i think that's something that is going to be one of my big goals for the upcoming years continually trying to evolve and get better at that because you know, when you're so focused on what you're trying to do in certain things, it can be challenging sometimes because especially when you're doing like when, when you pick a specific path to go down, right, to get to this desired outcome and you're dedicating 100 hours a week plus to try to get there and you're doing it for weeks and weeks and weeks, which turn into months and months and months. And if you reach a point where nothing's happening, it's like, you know, what's the universe trying to tell me here? Am I, am I moving in the wrong direction? Do I need to shift things? Like, how do I realign the metrics I'm measuring to get me to this thing? And and you know, it's, it's basically just maintaining that resiliency for where you're headed and not think that you're not going to get it just because the path isn't working, but just figuring out you have to test out a different path to get there. I just thought of something that you, me, and that podcast listener talked about yesterday based on what you just said. Something that I have struggled with this past year that was like, that took me like up and down constantly. Even you actually, this was you too. It applies to both of us is You think you're on this one path. No, I'm sorry. You don't have a fear of your end result. You know what you want, right? And you're merrily on your way, on your path, just toiling away. But then something appears out of left field that's a completely different door or a completely different opportunity. And it almost makes you think like, is this this what I should be doing? Or do I continue on the path that I'm on right now and believe in this? So I would, several times I was conflicted. I'm like, is this my door? Is this something else I should be exploring? And the universe is protecting me or like blessing me with an opportunity? Or is this a test? And the universe is testing me and saying, are you going to take this path that's more secure and more aligned with the masses and more well-known? Or are you going to continue on this different path of yours with full faith that this will work out? You know, so I've juggled with the whole, do I take it? Do I not take it? Do I go? Do I not go? Like, is this a test or is this a test to take this thing or is it like stay on my path? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's happened several times to us this year. And if someone's listening and it's a question like, well, what do you think, Nina? I am not fully there yet, but because just recently, like as in this week, I got an opportunity for something and I got super confused for a minute and I was like, do I do this or do I not do this? Um, I'm trying to not think about things. I'm trying to feel them out now, if that makes sense. And if my heart gets excited to do them, I, mean, I might be a little fearful and that's okay. But if I'm excited and I want to do things, then I take that as a, yeah, this this is something to be explored. If I see it as like a, oh man, like, yeah, this is great. The money is great and the opportunity is great and security is great, but I don't know. You know, well, let's look back to the question of does it align with what your heart wants to do versus does it align with what your head thinks you should do? You're right. So I'm trying to drop more into my heart space and I have not mastered that yet whatsoever. Um, I'm consistently trying to to think of that at every pivoting moment in life every day. I just try to drop into my heart space and feel through things now, which I'm so not used to. I have a very analytical, logical, rational mind like. I mean, I've spent, what, three years in law school and before that I was in college nonstop. Like, that's just how I think. And in the last four years, I've really recreated myself to kind of just be able to, like, 
pick into any side of my brain, you know, but now it's like more important than ever, I think, for me to fall into my heart space because I've noticed in the past year, every time that I have used my heart and, and you're, you're, a, you're a big, you're a big person in my life that helps me see that all the time. You do not, you don't see things logically and rationally. You're very much like, well, how do you feel? You know, does this make you happy? Is this on a path? Is this something you're interested in? Like, like I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's like, uh, does it put money in your bank account? <laughs> you know, like what's the potential here? Like what's the security here? So I will say that I'm getting better at that. And to piggyback off that as well, between like the universe testing you or you to persevere, you said you, it was a fear of the path of like not knowing how it's going to come about. I also think that there were moments of fear to begin something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes we overthink something that we want to do constantly. And we think, think, think. And it's like getting on a hamster wheel and just spinning our mind. Like, I want to do this, but I don't know how. I don't have the resources. I don't know the connections. I don't have this. I don't know how to start. And you kind of get lost in that and then you never execute and do it. This year... I have, despite that fear, I have pushed forward and it has given me returns tenfold, basically. So although there was a lot of fear with every action I have taken this year, it has all paid off in the end for me, which tells me like continue to follow my heart and continue to follow those fears. As weird as that sounds, I'm beginning to think nine times out of ten the more fearful you are of doing something, the more it'll help you evolve. The more you should go push on and do it. Don't sit there and overthink something. The The person that we met with this last Friday that's one of our listeners, uh, she said a really interesting thing that resonated with me. And what her statement was, when she was growing up, people told her not to do certain things. Yeah. And she, her, or not to be a certain way. Not to be a certain way. And her feeling was that whatever people tell you no to the most is exactly why you're here on this planet. Like yeah. if people tell you, you shouldn't be as talkative as you are, you shouldn't be doing this and that. And you just have this intuitive feeling internally that like you're meant to go talk to people and connect and write stories or whatever, however that comes out, or then you, you like should you be so able to, to yeah. And then you should be able to do that and understand that that's why you're here. When people are telling you, no, you shouldn't be doing a certain thing that you intuitively just know it's your heart's desire. That's the that's one of the reasons why you're here on the planet, which I thought was a really unique way of saying it. Yeah, I agree. Um, get your phone out for a second, will you? And look up who the author of this book is, The Emotion Code. Um, while he's looking up that author for me, I was, you know, sitting here thinking of like all the things that are that were tough and that we learned um this past year and fear being one of them in two different ways. Um, but here's something to help you guys if you did go through if you did go through emotions or there are things that you're currently dealing with that you're having trouble with in getting through with the year and you want to be better in 2020, I cannot stress this enough. Everything that Brian and I have discussed thus far on this episode is related to emotional intelligence. That's what that's what I can, if I had to sum it up in one word, it would be emotional intelligence. And there's a really, really good book on this called The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. It's like 15 bucks on Amazon. There's an audio book to it too. You could probably find it on YouTube. This book is packed and it breaks down with practical steps and it breaks down emotional intelligence in us humans down from like a, like a physical, like your heart rate and how you're feeling and trying to read yourself and understanding your body to like practical things that you can do outwardly you know like we are not all raised to understand our feelings and emotions if you're waking up and you're anxious we are actually forced to pummel through those anxious feelings and show up at work at 8 a.m with a smile on our face and to do that we take antidepressants we pump coffee into our bodies we do all sorts of things to ourselves instead of learning to read ourselves and get to the bottom of things that's why we have emotions we don't have emotions to cover them up and we don't have emotions to ignore them. They are our helpers. They're our guides. Emotions should be your intuitive GPS. Yeah, in a sense. it's our guide. So if you are fearful about something or there are repeat scenarios and issues that you have come against time and time again that are negative in your life this past year, I guarantee you there's emotions behind each thing. And this book can really help you dissect that and help propel you forward in 2020 if you were to apply those lessons. 
Okay. This one's for you and I. I created a little game. Okay. Lessons learned by Nina and Brian this past year. Okay. I'll start and you can piggyback off mine. And I have, let's see. Oh my gosh. I have nine lessons that I've learned. (laughs) Okay. The first one is dream big. You will get what you ask for. I can't stress this one enough. I never ever a year ago thought that I could be doing a podcast without a phone and without anchor and like edit and do all the things myself. And I also never thought that my audience can grow as big as it has. I never dreamed this. I I stopped looking at numbers when I started because I was so scared, you know, like I was just so afraid. But it's turned into its own little beast at this point and it continues to take its own life form. And I'm just here trying to show up every week and record and the rest is up to the universe and up to God. And I dreamed this much that I can do this. And after that, the universe just came and stepped in. All the right people came along. All the right listeners came along. All the right people to help me with my content came along. The photo shoots. We're getting a new podcast cover in 2020. There's a lot that has gone on behind the scenes of this. Um, from like our audio to like the audio intros. And now... As you know, after the six month mark, I was kind of thinking like, I want to turn this into a brand like on its own and do other things under this brand. And that's what's about to come to fruition in 2020. So you have to dream big. And four years ago, guys, I wouldn't. This is not what I thought it would be, you know, just six months ago, eight months ago is when I started thinking about this very seriously and it just started taking off on its own. And I stopped. I, I, I kind of like took Brian's little like tidbit of like Brian doesn't really think about the details. He kind of just goes for it. And that's kind of what I've done. And I realized everything came together. The details always work themselves yeah, out. Yeah, no, they, they really Mo- did. Most people find the detail oriented p- part of things like the usually how I interpret it is people use that as a reason to not do something. It like scares them out it of actually taking action. Mm-hmm. But if you just focus on what the big picture is and then put your energy in that direction and start checking things off the list to do it, it'll all eventually fall in place. And that's happened to me more times than I can account Yeah, with every major life change or goal that I've been trying to go after. Yeah. But what this is... You cannot worry about the small things. Agreed. So dream very, very big. Do not stress about the details. Pay attention to the details, but just know that you will figure those details out. And so in 2020 and 2021, like we're planning on events, we're planning on meet and greets, we're planning on like our own summits. And all this stuff is kind of just coming together. And I've literally just been meeting people out of the blue, out of nowhere. And people are reaching out of, out of nowhere to help. So definitely dream big. You will absolutely get what you ask for. The second lesson I have learned this year is, and eh, it's kind of the same, but take risks. I don't like to take risks. Brian likes to take some big Love risks. it. Yeah. Love taking risks. You are a big risk taker. I think my biggest risk was leaving my job and coming here. <laughs> like, that was the biggest risk I took. I, I've often heard people talk about this, especially this is more of a career risk, but people are like, oh, I don't want to go do this other job or I don't want to go start a company because I'm very comfortable with what I'm doing. In my opinion, it's actually a bigger risk to stay in a place of complacency and comfortable uh, settings than it is to actually go somewhere else because you know, if you're very comfortable with what you're doing, you're preventing yourself and you're halting yourself from your next level of personal evolution and growth. And so when you feel like you're at that level of complacency, figure out a way, whether it's within what you're doing, if you enjoy what you're doing or somewhere else to really help push yourself because we're here for a very limited period of time on this planet. And when you get older and you're looking back at your life, I mean, how many studies and tests and quizzes and like things I've read about elderly people and literally one of the top two or three things they regret regret in their life is not taking risks not going after that job they wanted not starting that company not doing this they're not they're not regretful about the things they decided to do they're things about about they did not do right so that's something I think is such an important point agreed the third lesson is and I already just mentioned this earlier before but I think it's worth mentioning again is that the more fearful you are of something, the more reason to do it. And I've really just been jumping into it the last several weeks. Like, And now it's like a high. To be very honest with you, I'm like addicted to it. I was just telling you in the car the other day, I'm like, let's go. Like now there's nothing that's scaring me at this moment as I sit here today. 
I look at everything as just like, let's go. Things that I talked about a year ago on this podcast probably don't even pertain to me anymore because I'm not scared of those same things anymore. So it's like, just go do it. When you do it, you're not scared anymore is what you learn. The fourth is network. You have to get out there. And I'm not tooting Brian's horn here, but if there's one person in my life, aside, beep, beep. aside beep, beep. like my dad and my brother are huge extroverts and they can talk to anyone and anything like they're just the, like very friendly. And my mom and I are kind of like shy, you know, like or not me. I'm not going to say we're shy. We're just reserved with where we put our energy with people, I guess you could say. But I have really pivoted my mind ever since I've been meditating and doing all these things of just like unconditional love for every human. So I've been starting to go out there with like, what can I do for the world? What can I do for this person as opposed to me trying to get something out of someone, which is why we are scared to network sometimes or we're shy or we have social anxiety. It's because you don't feel worthy enough that you can show up somewhere among strangers and have some sort of something valuable to talk about because you think you're missing something within yourself. So self-worth and service to others I think are the two things that I have really worked on myself and it has helped me um, feel confident when I go somewhere to speak with somebody and super grateful too. You know, like I was so happy that after we were, you went on for your appointment and then I went home after we met with the listener last week or this, this week. And I was just thinking the whole way down. I'm like, what in the universe happened? How much happened? for all three of us to meet in person. You know, like how much fear did I have to overcome and how much hard work did I have to do to get this podcast off the ground a little over a year ago for the stuff to get pushed out, for her to somehow find us and listen to us off of your feature in the St. Louis Business Journal. And then for her to also just plain simple reach out to us and say, hey, would you guys meet? Like, I'd love to meet you guys for coffee and talk to you guys. And then we all met. And it was like such a great feeling. It was so like, like a breath of fresh air you know and just like people kind of cut themselves in the foot when they don't network and get out there and just meet other humans we're not really meant to sit home and hide you're not meant to hide something i so i have never really had a big challenge with networking oh trust me i know (laughs) Uh, but i think a, a lot of people don't like networking because they feel it's very small talk oriented, right? And you're like, oh, how you doing? Person's like, great. Oh, what's good? What's yeah. going on? What's, what are you up to? Oh, nothing. Right. Just busy. Like it's very on the surface conversations. And so things that are more tactical steps that I do when I'm meeting new people is try to cut through the BS questions about like this, this, the, you know, rinse, wash and repeat answers. They're going to tell everybody at that networking event, like, oh, everything's good. I'm just been busy. How about you? How's the thing? Like the really stuff that doesn't matter mm-hmm. and really cut through that and get to the better, like more important questions where you can authentically learn about another person. That's where you connect. That's where you develop the relationship. And that's where you're able to figure out how you can help each other. And like some simple questions that you can ask people, you know, is like, what books are you reading right now? What books are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to? Like to ask questions that are not about the the on the surface or the business related things that maybe you're even there for. Like figure out how to develop a genuine relationship with somebody in the short amount of time you're going to be talking to them because that's how you're going to remember each other. That's what's going to stick out. And when you can cut through those that BS when you're networking, that's where the real interesting opportunities take place, in my opinion, right? Like, if I'm going and I'm talking to somebody on the surface about what the networking event is, or, you know, I'm really not engaging with that person, and then I recognize that, and I become aware, and I shift gears and start asking these more personal questions and sparking really exciting conversation with people that really help them show their true colors and who they are, not only to you, but you able to show yours to them as well, and you create that authenticity, that's when they're going to start feeling that energy of connection between the two of you and they're going to start going out of their way and being more aware of what you're saying to see how you can help each other and when you do that like the opportunities that will present themselves will really be remarkable yeah there's no price and and you develop friendships you develop like lasting friendships with people you do you do another lesson i have learned particularly because i i'm so like strict and stringent with things um, and I'm not saying that's always a good thing, but um, is to enjoy life more. Be able to, and on your own terms, I'm not saying that you need to listen to your friends and family when they tell you that you have to take a vacation or you need to not work so hard. No, no, no. 
you know what's best for you. But just remember to take that time out. Sometimes we forget to take that time out, you know, and to enjoy life as you progress and get to that point is the way to go because we'll always be working towards something. You'll always have something in life happening. And that's that's something that I've really, really learned and I've leaned into it and I'm grateful for it because this year I did go all out for Christmas. Last year I didn't. I was too busy. And this year I've done things to really fill up my own heart and soul that maybe logical, rational Nina would have never approved of. But I did because it made me feel good. And because it made me feel good, it made me a much better person all around with all my relationships in my life both with friends and family. And it gives me this boost of confidence and this like, my cup is full. I have so much to give to everybody, even if it's my presence and a smile and a laugh for a couple hours. I don't feel so resentful all the time, you know, of like doing things and going out of my way. I actually feel like I can. So you should always enjoy life. And I mean, just yesterday, you and I didn't do any work. Total disconnection. We stayed in home. We stayed... uh at home, we watched TV the whole day, which we don't, we never binge watch TV like that. And we just hung out. And normally I cook very healthy, but I cooked pasta <laughs> and like, like bread and like olive oil and stuff, like kind of like carb heavy food that's not normal in our diet. And we just chilled the whole day. It was like, we looked at our phones at like 630 and I'm like, it's only 630. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? You know, but it was good and it was necessary for us. So enjoy life more to your liking because your happiness and your fun is not in the future. It's now. And I, we actually came across a really interesting show out of that that really reminds me of people's oh, total yeah. addiction to social media these days. But the show is called The Feed. It's a new show on Amazon Prime. And it basically is set in the future where these people have some type of device that's actually implanted into their head where it's augmented reality that projects in front of them. And you can like connect with anybody. You can search for anything. You can constantly see what's, what people are doing if you choose to. And it's the society where um, everybody's connected at all times. And then people start hacking it because they realize like, how screwed up it is that everybody is this to like to this level of connection that nobody has privacy and all these things but also just like somehow addicted some of these characters are, are in the show about being on this social feed at all times which really reminds me of like the social media epidemic that we have where people just can't control it on their own you know as i'm saying as you sit on the instagram right now <laughs> the seventh i don't even know if this six or seven but another lesson that i've learned this year is we all truly get what our heart desires and a layer of that is sometimes we are saying we want something, but it's not what our heart really wants. You know, sometimes we want something because we think that this will give us, um, well, how do I, well, how do I explain this? This will give us like a place in society or like, I will look good if I do this, or I will look like I'm doing something if I do this. Um, because our, our, desires kind of get clouded by everybody else's opinions and judgments in the society that we live in but ultimately you only get what your heart wants you know what's aligned with your path so that's one thing and then the second is you may get what your heart wants but how that comes about is a complete surprise and even for me actually I learned like how a connection comes about or how somebody reaches out and how that person gets to me or approaches me with whatever opportunity or what ideas I get from meeting other people. And then they put me on this different, like it's same path, but a different angle to that path. I just, I don't even know what to call it. It's just, all I can say is you have to trust the process. You don't control how things happen for you. All you have to do is show up with an open mind every single day and keep your heart on that end goal for yourself. Um, This is one that I have just recently become obsessed with, and I'm probably going to do an entire episode on this sometime in the near future. And this took me years to understand and years to kind of integrate where now I feel like I'm getting good at it. And it's, this is another lesson. It's you have to become that thing that you want so bad. And what I mean by that is becoming that thing is you want to vibrationally feel as if you would when that thing happened. So I think one way for, as a practical matter for people to understand this is it's mentally you have to become that thing before you are that thing. N- not just mentally, more emotionally. It's more emotion-based. You have to feel, so if you want to be the next Jay-Z, you have to, this is just an example, 
you, and you want to be like this rapper mogul. You have to feel that right now with any of the opportunities that you're working on right now, big or small, I don't care, local or in LA or globally. And no matter what you're getting paid for it either, you have to feel like that billion bucks. You have to feel that success and that gratitude and that high and that power and all of it, that creativity and grind like you are Jay-Z, like you're showing up to meetings like that. And if you do this for like a year straight, doors will just keep keep opening for you. So if you want that, you know, abs and a tight body or like, you know, lose that weight, start to feel that. And the reason why this is so hard for us humans to grasp and practice is because we are not, we don't yet know how to master how to feel the feelings of something before it's even in our reality. Well, we it, only know how to feel and perceive things that are in our reality. And another big point to that is that most people are so programmed to desire instant gratification. And yeah. in these types of feeling these emotions before you're actually able to create this in your physical reality takes a lot of time. It doesn't happen overnight, but you have to start vibrating at that frequency. And so since so many things we do are surrounded by instant gratification, I think a lot of people give up very quickly because they do it for a week or two and they're like, nothing's happening. And it's like, this could take you months, years, lots of years, you know, like it can take time to do this. And so because of that, people see that as a challenge and they stop too soon. If I had to give another example for this, so I can help people grasp this and how important, this is probably one of the most important lessons. Um, say that you're single and you're looking for like the love of your life or a partner that you could spend the rest of your life with. You have to feel like you're going to bed with the love of your life. You have to feel like you're waking up with that person. You have to like make space on a physical, mental, and emotional, spiritual level for that person in your life. Does that make sense? Like go out to dinner yourself and feel that you're with there with somebody else. I used to literally talk out loud in my car when it was by myself, like Nina was in my car. Like I would be thinking about it, visualizing her being with me and actually like having a conversation like she was in the car with me, like speaking to her. And I'm not ashamed to admit that at all. Like that's that's how it helped me start to vibrate at that frequency to attract her. And mm-hmm. it ended up happening like that's to the extent I'm talking about. Like, don't just feel it execute on it like you're in the moment and that will further enhance act the on it absolutely it. you're absolutely right like act on those feelings like if you think that you know the, the, there's this thing like dress for success right like dress the part i there's like a truth to that right mm-hmm. if you want to be that ceo or you want to be that person then do anything you can to feel like that person and hold that energy and that feeling for as many days, weeks, and months that you possibly can because I promise you, your external reality will eventually match your internal emotional vibration that you're like exuding that's so high. Um, There's no other way to put it. And this isn't some magic. This isn't like some made up shit. It's actually science. It's science. Is Everything is frequency and energy in our universe. That's all it is. It's going to match it. Um, For me personally, I started to put out some energy of like, connecting with more people in in my industry, doing more things, kind of branching out, meeting with brand masters, meeting with photographers and makeup artists and the the people that I want to take and propel forward. And I just kind of started showing up with an open mind just in my daily life. And next thing you know, it was like three weeks. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like things just happened very quickly. And all I did was put out a new attitude. That's all I did. And now I'm like riding that wave pretty much. Okay, this is my last one. And then I'll like slow down because I feel like I've been talking for a very long time. The last lesson is, and I, this has been less than my whole life actually. Do not let the chatter of other people cloud you. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Don't let what other people are doing, saying, achieving, not achieving, or the decisions that they're making or the things that you're saying about you even come into your universe just let it go be so focused like have blinders on like those horses and those racers i was sometimes had to think about that like stay in your lane it does not make you selfish it does not make you self-centered it does not make you inhumane it simply helps you focus your energy on yourself on your stuff and it doesn't hinder you from anything you know when you let all this outside stuff get in it's not helpful it's really not so 
you kind of have to get a backbone and be very strict with like whose opinions and judgments and whose stuff you let in. Like be happy for other people by all means. Yes, of course. But don't be focusing on like how someone's getting somewhere or how someone is proceeding on in their industry or who's making how much money. Don't focus on other people. Consistently focus on what you're doing, what you're doing, what you can do, how you can get better. And eventually you're kind of being this, you're going to start to create your own path, you know, because you're going to start to gain momentum with all that focus and energy on you and on your stuff and your dreams, you're going to get results. But if you keep focusing on outward people and what they're doing, you're never really going to quite make it Mm -hmm. to where you want to go. Yeah, agree. Okay. Books. Books. What do we got? All right. I'm not trying to push my own product here, but I felt that the emotion code, um, which I mentioned earlier by Dr. Bradley Nelson is a really good one for people going into 2020. But I also think that intuition to innovation, which is available on Amazon. Um, and it was written by myself and Brian Dixon is also another good one. I think people can pick up on a lot of good new habits or perspectives in that book and it's an easy read too it's a very thin book i think our our book is actually particularly good at this time of the year Mm -hmm. because everyone's kind of reflecting on what was accomplished or not accomplished in the last year and now they're trying to realign and redirect their intentions for the upcoming year and by reading that again is going to help you realign your principles and tactics for how you want to attack 2020 Mm -hmm. and so it could be really helpful for that purpose yeah oh yeah a lot of you do have the book too so you know, read that again because there's a chapter on gratitude. There's a chapter on emotional intelligence. There's one on setting goals. There's one on kind of manifesting what you want for the next year. So it, it very much aligns with the theme today. And for the first five people this coming week, what's today? December. Today is December 8th. Okay. So this will release on Tuesday, Tuesday, 9, 10. So on December 10th, this podcast will be released to the first five people who DM me. For a free copy, I will give you. I will mail you guys a free copy of our book. Um, Christmas to- came early for you guys as a token of our appreciation for listening. I actually heard this funny thing in the song I was listening to at the gym this morning. It reminded me of Christmas, but this rapper called himself Atlanta Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And so we've got the Emotion Code. We've got Intuition to Innovation by Us, which is on Amazon. And the third book, I felt I don't know, I don't even know where it came from, but as I was like planning for this was The Alchemist. And the reason being is in that book, he's like on a hero's journey. And I feel like life is a journey. And as I was reflecting this past week on this entire year, I felt that life in a, in a piece, this year has been a journey. But if you look at life at large, all of life is an experience and it's a journey. And he has some very, that, that guy who goes to his journey is just very like eye-opening, like really good perspectives on how he, goes with the flow, puts out his heart intentions, comes across some tough times, but how like in the end, it all worked out. And so he never had to let his emotions get out of whack. He doesn't have to pick and choose or think that the universe is going to punish him for choosing one decision over another. Ultimately, whatever is most aligned with your heart is what happens. So we don't need to get so frazzled, you know? So there's three things I had to push out of this episode today for you guys is emotions, invest in your emotional intelligence. Read the books, become emotionally intelligent. It takes time and perseverance, but it's worth it. Second, understand that life is ever-evolving and it's just a continuous thing, you know? You'll achieve all your dreams today and then tomorrow you'll wake up and say, oh, but what about this? You know, like, that's just, we're humans. Like, it's a game. And then third is don't get caught up in it and get frazzled by it, like, observe it observe life from like a higher perspective and always maintain your cool calm collected balanced self and i think you'll enjoy life much more very good isn't that awesome that was great what do we got for a quote this week anything i don't have a quote it's all good so how about you bless the world with a quote a quote this week well one of the things that you mentioned is actually a robert frost quote uh, earlier in this episode um, the poet two roads diverged in a Brick. Well, this particular <laughs> what was one, it? This particular one is the best way out is through. Oh yeah. And so it kind of really resonates with what we were saying earlier about you know what the desired goal is because it's what you want, but you don't know how you're going to get it. But you have to go through it to get out of it what you want. And so 
you know, unfortunately with this matrix that we live in, we have to guide ourselves through it to get out of it. With everything. With everything. Even that, physically, that, that, That's mentally, not just the matrix. Yeah, that's, emotionally. That's goals. Mm-hmm. That's all sorts of things that it could apply to. But Robert Frost, the best way out is through. I like it. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode today. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you for giving us a chance. Um, remember, for the first five people who DM me, I will send you guys a free copy of our book, Intuition Innovation. It's available on Amazon, both on Kindle and paperback. Um, also, connect with us. My Instagram is Nina Pal Dixon. Brian's is Brian Dixon 6 We absolutely love the engagement with you guys. We're very appreciative. Shout out to the listener that we met with this past Friday. We are very appreciative for you. I hope you're listening to this podcast. I know she is. <laughs> um, and just thank you so much for the support because as this year does come to a close, I do think about this too. This was one of the most creative, out of the blue decisions and paths that I have taken, which was this podcast. And I'm forever grateful to everybody who listens. You know, even if you listen to one episode in the all 31 that I have out there, it doesn't matter to me. Like I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And I'm grateful to you for saying yes to doing this podcast with me. It's been a good time so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.